Hello, podcasters. It's Julie's story. I am so excited to be doing a podcast right now. It's the new year, 2019, new year, new everything. It's just fresh start, clean slate. So this is the first podcast. I can't even talk. The first, the first podcast of 2019. You might notice something different. Let me just, you know, call out the elephant in the room. Um, I accidentally brought into 2019 a um, respiratory something. I'm not even going to name it. I'm like so mad at it because it's like causing me to not be able to breathe. But it's also altering my voice. So sorry I sound different. If I just start hacking in the... No, I'm not going to hack in the middle of this. I would just pause it. Um, But you know, I've been trying to like keep it real. If the doorbell rings or the dog sparks, we're just going to keep it going. We're just going to keep going. So I feel like I have so much to talk about because... I've, I've been on podcast break, not on purpose. Um, turns out I have something that's called embarrassment. I don't know if you've ever experienced this. Um, it's, it's, it's this weird onset thing that only comes when my husband is around and it's time to do a podcast. Apparently, I didn't know. Um, I haven't been officially diagnosed, but uh, didn't know that... Um, if Andre's not on the podcast and it's time to record, turns out I don't do it because I'm embarrassed. I don't know what my problem is because it's not like I haven't done embarrassing things. It's not like you guys haven't been around for the last 40 jillion podcasts as I've been being absolutely crazy ridiculous. It's not like you guys don't watch my stories where I point out the bald spots on the two sides of my head. Speaking of that, just on a little sidebar here, over the holiday season... That got brought up, um, the fact that I have these two baby hairs, probably because my dad watches everything that I do, and he thinks it's hilarious when I make fun of myself. The the two sides of of our heads, ladies, that um, the hair the hair snaps off because our hairs and mom buns half our life. Turns out those little baby hairs stick out on the sides of my face. If you watch my stories, you've seen this. Um, my niece just recently learned uh, about this, that I have this, and she's decided it's absolutely hilarious to just interject random conversations talking about the bold spots on the side of my head. Let me tell you what I did bring into 2019 besides the respiratory issue that I wasn't planning. I brought in redrawing in my hairline uh, with uh, eyeshadow. I don't know if you've done this before. I've seen Jacqueline Hill do this on um, the internets. And, you know, just was like, could this person be any more of a queen? Could she be any more of a goddess? I don't think so. And I thought, am I at that level that I can properly mix shades of eyeshadow together to match my hair, particularly because there's so many white hairs growing in and half of it's blue? And then over the holiday season, I decided to watch this Netflix show about this ballerina. And lo and behold, when this girl has her hair up and her hair is pulled back into the most magnificent bun in the history of buns, she mixes eyeshadow and starts drawing in her hairline. So I said, you know what? This, I, I'm... I, it's not the point that I need to be a brave person and just do it. And I did it. And now I can never go back. This is the problem. This is really the issue. And I was talking about this with some of my friends over the holidays. 
New Year's, New Year's Eve actually, these amazing babes got eyelash extensions. And I'm in this room with these women and their lashes are literally waving at me from across the room. And I am like in awe of these lash extensions. And I, all I could think was, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to get them once and I can never go back to lashes that I glue on my face. Probably because it takes me 35 minutes to actually glue the lashes on my face and then the glue gets everywhere and then there's glue all over my hands and the counter. So um, I'm really looking forward to 2019. There's a lot of good things coming on my horizon. Lots of things I'm looking forward to. Lash extensions that just live on your face is one of those things. So when I go and get them done, maybe I'll just do a podcast of the whole experience. Like I'll just bring you guys along. In any case, we had an amazing holiday season. The kids were here having the absolute time of their life, um, being absolutely bored out of their mind until Christmas, which you know you know what that means. I mean, it's it's done. It happened now. We've lived through it, but just pretty much around the holidays, From the time that they leave school, the last day of school around Christmas, to Christmas Day, every, I'd say, 25 minutes, they ask to open a present. It's it's this weird thing. Uh, It's like they feel like they know that if they keep asking, they're going to break us down. I don't know where they get this information from. It's not like they've ever done it before and we've ever caved in and given them ice cream for breakfast or anything like that. It's it's like nonstop asking. So that was part of our holiday break, you know, which was amazing. I mean, these are the kind of memories that we save on videos, isn't it? We had... Um, a really busy time. I realized uh, the last last time that I spoke to you guys, I don't know if I'd put two and two together. Uh, the fact that I had two Christmas parties for my sister that I hosted at my house um, over the... I wouldn't recommend that. I actually... Not, n- not the hosting parties for your sister part. That's actually pretty fun sometimes. I wouldn't recommend doing two Christmas parties in the last in in the last month of the year in December just really like there should be no parties in December but when there should be parties is January because January starts off the month with a party New Year's which is amazing you all stay up till midnight with your friends you know drinking water or tea um but then the second part of January One of the most extraordinary times of the year. I don't know if you knew this or not, but January 29th is actually an amazing day for two reasons. First, it was the day that Mama Oprah was born. And second, it was the day that Queen Julie was born. So I start off January with a party, going to end January with a party, and then every other month of the year, it's it's just a party, just a perpetual party. You would think that looking at my house right now, by the way, uh, there's a backdrop just in my dining room. Put off to the side at least now at this point, because I, th- I thought it would be really cool to start off January with something that I love, that you know that I love, 
Um, I know you're thinking laundry, not that. It's the second best thing I love, cleaning. So I decided I was going to clean my office, uh, mostly because it looked like an explosion had happened, because that's, that's essentially what Christmas is, just an explosion of things. So I decided to clean my office, and in the middle of it, um, I had this, this urge to listen um, to music, which I don't really get that. Do you guys ever crave listening to music? Craving listening to music is a weird thing. I'm going to pause my story for a second because that's what I do. What, what happens in our brain that not only do we get a song stuck inside of our head, but we actually feel the need to listen to a particular song? Where else does this show up in our life except for food and like hugging people and wine? I felt the need in the middle of cleaning to listen to a particular song from the Phantom of the Opera soundtrack. Um, And so I did. And I felt better for it. So that's what I did on my January 1st, beginning this this year. Um, Later on that day, Andre went to Starbucks with me. You know this man loves me because he goes to Starbucks and Target. There's not one part of Andre that's that thinks to himself, I know what I want to do with my time. I want to go sit at a coffee shop where everybody's on the internet and it's 54 degrees inside there. Have you ever noticed that? I have to wear multiple layers of clothing when I go to Starbucks and often I bring a blanket. And when I walk up to the baristas with a scarf on wrapped in a blanket and my toes are falling off from frostbite and I say, hey guys, uh, question, why is it Alaska in here? Their response is always, well, it gets really hot back here with the steamers and the coffee and we're moving around. I totally appreciate that. You know, I mean, they're they're back there in a sauna and Starbucks people just shout out to them. They're just so sweet. They're always so kind, um, especially when they hand me my coffee and it's my coffee. So I I love them, love those people. And um, turns out they don't want to work in a sauna, so they have to like adjust the temperature so everybody else dies while they're working. So, um, you know, Andre is from the Caribbean, okay? He doesn't like cold. He doesn't like cold so much that we have a, we, we have a fight that, that's, it's an ongoing, um, you know, I, I try and be transparent with you guys, try and be real and honest. The fight's called, Andre, I don't want to spend $650 on our heating and cooling bill, um, and, and he would probably respond. I mean, he can't respond cause he's not here because I'm too embarrassed to do the podcast when he's in the room. This is probably why, by the way, because I, then I can't share stories the way I want to. And he would interject and take over. Um, his fight would probably be called wife. He never calls me wife, but for this, maybe he would, uh, especially if he was hearing me record this right now, he probably would say, he'd probably say woman. He always says woman. So we'll say that woman. I want to wear my swim shorts in my house and be comfortable and the fight is called um the wife wants to not have to pay that much money for you to wear your swim shorts okay you can wear your swim shorts 
bundled up like we do at Starbucks. So he takes me to Starbucks and I'm such like a dreamer. I, I, this is what I learned this week, this holiday week of having lots of conversations with my husband. I learned that I'm a dreamer. Um, I, I wish I'd had this more sorted out in different areas of my life so that choices wouldn't sound or look like, oh my gosh, we are going to do this thing and it's going to make us like a bajillion dollars and we're just going to go all in and everything's going to be great. Everything's awesome. We're going to be the best of the world. We're going to win an Oscar and win the Olympics. It's going to be awesome. Um, turns out some of those things aren't actually practical. And so as a dreamer, um, it means there's a lot of ideas, really great ideas. I mean, brilliant ideas. Um, and and I, I, I connected the fact that dreamers are kind of like um, kites. They, they're colorful, dramatic, really fun. And they also need something, uh, what is that called? Um, a string that's connected to an anchor or just a really heavy, strong man on the other side of the string. Because um, the kite in me is always out there and the, the, the planner in Andre is always trying to connect the string to the kite just to, just to give me a little bit of, you know, I don't know, safety. Uh, not important, but in any case, I'm like dreamer central in Starbucks and I had had all these lists and all these plans and all these things that I was just like thinking about and earlier in the day I'd gotten really frustrated. I'd gotten to this point where, you know, at the end of the year, it's like reflecting and, you know, it sounds so sexy and glamorous, doesn't it? Like I was reflecting on the year. No, y'all. Like you, you've listened to the last 20 podcasts. It has not been glamorous. It's not been glamorous city. It's been crazy city. Crazy. So there's a bitmoji that that was like for the new year, and it was like the bitmoji like taking a sledgehammer and crashing the 2018. That was 2018. I was <laughs> when it turned to 2019. I was like, I just looked at Andres like we made it. We made it out. We made it out alive. Like oh my gosh, so many good things that happened in 2018. Most most bad things, but um. The bad things actually led to reevaluation, which leads me to the conversation that happened before Starbucks. So we're sitting in the car outside. This is where Andre and my lot of great conversations happen. Do you guys do this where you pull up into the house and you are too lazy to get out the car? And even if the kids go in the house, I mean, sometimes my kids just go in the house and I'm just sitting out in my driveway in my car and I'm like, this is nice. This is nice because there's nothing to clean. There's nothing, well, except my car. There's nothing in here except crushed goldfish crackers from 40 years ago, the last time that my car got vacuumed. But in any case, I'm not looking at that. I'm just looking at the trees outside and the little squirrels and breathing in the fresh air because I opened the door and I just sit there. So Andre and I are having one of those times. I remember the most difficult conversations in Andre and my relationship have always happened sitting in the driveway in a parked car. What is it about this? Like, I can't, I cannot bring myself to stand and walk across the threshold of my own home and sit comfortably in a beautiful couch in a very well air conditioned or heated 
house because your husband wants to spend all your retirement on the air conditioning. No, we have to sit outside. So we're sitting outside. And um, as a dreamer, it turns out that a lot of times when I'm thinking or talking, it looks probably seems a lot and looks a lot like to him just paintballs hitting a canvas. No rhyme or reason, really no connection to the color scheme. It's just just aiming, shooting, and firing. So I'm I'm opening fire with my imagination at the canvas of my life. And it and my husband made a really intuitive statement that I wanted to to share with you because maybe you need to hear it. Maybe maybe you're sitting in your car and um the the electricity bill is running sky high. And you might need to hear this, but um the way that my life has been set up, especially 2018, it's just a lot of shooting paint at the canvas, so it's just a lot of paint mixing and lots of things that weren't pretty, uh, mainly because I had gotten into a really bad habit. Here's the habit. I had not taken Bob Goff's advice. Do you know who Bob Goff is? Bob Goff is an amazing, awesome Jesus man with skin on who is just, he is I don't even know how to describe him. Like he's like the grandpa that you always wanted. He's like if Santa had a cool brother that just loved on people a whole lot. That's who Bob Goff is. Bob Goff wrote this book called Love Does. He wrote another one called Everyone Always. I haven't read that one yet, but Love Does. That was actually a book that Andre um, included in our engagement uh, journey in Bob Goff's book that he left at a coffee shop. We went to the coffee shop. I asked if they had something for me. The barista goes in the back room and he pulls out the Bob Goff book and there's a note from my future husband in it and Andre's there and it was it was part it was awesome. So it's fitting that this this comes up right in the middle of my journey here. I didn't take Bob Goff's advice because Bob Goff I saw him speak at a conference and my jaw was on the floor. And like, I've heard a lot of different speakers, but I was like, this man done wrecked my mindset in the best way. But he said something, he said, every Thursday, quit something. Every single Thursday, pick something in your life to quit. And his reason for saying that was he believed, rightly so, that most of us are wandering around doing stuff that we shouldn't be doing. And we don't need to be doing, and we don't want to be doing anymore, but we don't quit because it's what we've always done. So I'm sitting in the car, uh, looking at my, my imaginary emotional canvas, my life choices in the last five years, and I realized I hadn't been quitting anything on Thursdays. I had been um, adding probably more things, probably like five to ten more things by every Thursday. So... My canvas just looked like blobs of brown, like, yuckiness. Uh, Like, not, like, stylish, like, brown, like, mixing colors. You know when you're a kid and you just mix all the colors together? It's kind of what my canvas looked like. And it it was surprising to me that I was feeling frustrated, confused, and lost with my canvas looking like this. And I was trying to, like, shoot more ideas at this canvas... And frustrated that when the ideas landed, 
in this conversation, um, they didn't, they weren't working. There was not a synergy between the colors. Nothing was really, it didn't, something was off. And so Andre finally said, babe, because we, we call each other babe. It's funny to me that Chip and Joanna, Joanna always calls Chip bud. Have you noticed that? I don't, I don't think I could ever like look at my husband and call him bud. I call my son bud, but I don't call my husband bud. We call each other babe. So it's babe. He says to me, and this is the part that I want you to remember. He said, what if you scrapped everything? And I like looked around and he's like, what if you just started completely over? What if all the ideas and everything you've always done and all, all these different things that you've done in your life or in your career and your business and your brand and everything, what if you just scrapped it all and just started building again from scratch? What would you build? Is the question that I asked myself after he stopped talking. And I sat there really quiet for a second because I honestly had never thought about that. I had kind of just kept on, well, this is what I already have. This is what I'm already doing. And I just kind of was like, oh, well, I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to keep building that because it's what I've always done. And this is what we do, especially women. I don't know why we do this. I don't know why we just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, like we're insane. And we just keep expecting a different result. We never give ourselves the Bob Goff quit Thursday rule in our life. We do the boss babe do more things on Thursday rule. So in my mind, I actually thought I'm going to try this. Now, this is before I went to Starbucks because, you know, I got ahead of myself. And so I'm backtracking here. So just remember, we're going to get to Starbucks here in a second. So I thought I'm scrapping everything and in my mind, and I'm going to let myself dream from nothing. I'm going to think about what it is that I want or what I want to become and what I want to create from this place instead of like trying to like fit and, and do things that I didn't, didn't want to do anymore or don't, don't want to do anymore and didn't realize I didn't want to do anymore. So I got a piece of paper, three pieces of paper actually, and because I, I don't have any journals. If you watch my stories this week, you know, I, I have this weird thing about journals. It's probably be, it is because I'm a writer. If a journal is in my vicinity for longer than like three days, it's going to get filled. Like it's just, it's so fast. I always feel like I'm perpetually in a constant state of journal deficit. I never have enough journals. I'm in my house at all. And every time that I have a new idea, it needs a new journal. Because that's how my brain thinks. It's like, no, this is the journal for like life things. And this is the journal for like other life things. And this is the journal for like writing. And this is the journal for like business. They, they, can't, they can't intermingle or else it'll just be crazy. You can't have one journal for everything. You can't have one journal for everything. It's just ridiculous, especially because journals are so cute. They're like coffee mugs. It, it does not matter how many coffee mugs that you have. If somebody gives you a cute coffee mug, you are going to straight up slide the other one. You're going to push the other ones back. You are going to double stack cute coffee mugs in your cabinet to the point where you're putting all of them at risk because they were never made to stack that way. And you don't even care. I know you. I know that's what you do because that's what I do. So I sit down with these pieces of paper and I just start writing... Um, 
what makes me happy? Like what makes me happy? Things that are fun for me. And I write this list of like different things that are fun. The podcast immediately made the list, obviously, because I'm obsessed with doing this. Um, so that was on there and just other things that I like to do, like beauty and writing and writing my novel and a ton of stuff that I like to do. And then after I wrote out what I like to do, I wrote another list. I have the papers here, so it's going to like turn into ASMR real quick here. I wrote out on the what's fun for me to do list, like making people laugh, connecting with other women, telling people about my life. It's fun. I love telling stories. This is fun. And then I wrote another list of how can I help people. And I'm telling you this because maybe you need to hear this. Maybe you need to hear in 2019, you need to have permission to throw out your canvases that you have that are crazy, that are no longer serving you in the same way that they used to. And you need to have permission to get scraps of paper if you don't have a cute journal and just write out these lists. And I'll tell you where this list is going because we're going to get to Starbucks. I wrote out, how can I help people on the second list? And I wrote out encouraging. I love to encourage people and people tell me this about myself all the time. What are those things that people always tell you? If I had a dollar for every time somebody walked up to me and said, you are a breath of fresh air. Literally those words. Every time I hear those words, I'm like, oh, that's me. Somebody else. Somebody else is seeing and feeling what I'm putting down. This is a good thing. And I'm like, trying to put myself together here with my congestion but that we're not that is not a 2019 thing that is a thing of the past a residual that we're i'm quitting quit today's thursday i'm quitting that i'm glad this podcast is coming out today i just forgot it was thursday because i'm stuck in the warp time continuum of new year's and christmas and what day of the week it is and my husband's home we're not on the same schedule today is thursday that means when this podcast is done you need to quit something because it's Thursday, and that's what Bob Goff says. So on the list of how I can help people, I wrote down making people laugh, entertaining them. So I, I had these lists at Starbucks. So I took them to Starbucks after I decided that I was just going to scrap everything, let myself scrap everything, and start over if I wanted to, because that's what I want to do. So I'm sitting there with Andre, and one thing keeps coming up. It's really consistent across the list. And I like put them next to each other. I put them next to each other with my capstone list. I don't even know if that's the correct way to describe this, but it's just a really, another really important list. It's called what's my intention list. If you've heard me talk about Oprah at all, she uses this word all the time. And ever since I heard her say it, I'm like, this is amazing because it helps keep me from doing things just to do them. Instead of like actually having an intention, a reason why I'm going to do something or not do something. So I have my what's fun for me to do list, my how can I help people list, and my intention list. So I wrote two things down on my intention list. What is my intention? Two things. One, to lift others up and two, to give others a new perspective. Those are things that I will do through and through as much as I possibly can because that is in my heart. That is part of my heartbeat. So we're looking at these three lists. And I'm realizing that across the board, there's things that are connecting. And what's connecting is 
my desire to love and to build people and to to tell amazing stories and connect to people through stories and to encourage and inspire people and as we were talking Andre Andre is like an amazing sounding board it's because he's a string and I'm a kite so whenever we're connected and he's like the string to my kite um it really works out well because then I don't die and also he helps kind of lead me away from like I don't know power lines and stuff so that was happening during this and he was like well you you want to help people like your intention is to like lift other people up like what people what are like who are those people and I knew immediately it was women I knew it was women because I love connecting with women I love hearing stories with women I love um building other women up and I think I think that comes back to just my own personal journey as a woman and having those moments where you feel like you're alone and you feel like you need other people that can relate to you and other people that can resonate with your story and your heart and just finding beautiful souls of women that I can do that with and feeling like um, I want to be that for other women And also looking back in my story and realizing there were so many parts where I needed that. I needed a woman. I needed a woman's support. I I needed a woman's belief. I needed encouragement. I needed inspiration from a woman and I didn't have it. And so I think having that lack in my life just made me feel like I never want another woman to feel that if I can help if I can help a woman be known and be really known and be really seen and be really heard, be really supported and encouraged and inspired. And, and if I can lift another woman up, I want to be that for this world. And so as I was looking at this list and I was realizing all these touch points, I realized that one of the things that really um, makes me happy is the idea that I can encourage someone and together we can make an impact on more people's lives and so I started um writing out on my how can I help people list I wrote out building community and I didn't realize that I've been doing that through the podcast and through Instagram for so long and like I didn't realize that was something that I really resonated with and valued I think this last year of having various people come in and out of my life and having people that I thought would be in my life forever and not be in my life in the same way anymore. It's, I think that shocks oneself into acknowledging the need for various things in life. And for me, that was just community. And so I wrote out, I wrote out showing up real, Showing up real, encouraging and inspiring women so that they don't have to be alone. So all of a sudden, new scraps of paper are coming out and Andre and I are sitting there chatting and I just start writing. I just start writing um, what I want to do and be and have, what I needed in a community. And so I wrote out... um, I wrote out a community of women who have for it's a community of women who have felt different or like they don't fit in. That's what I wrote. And I wrote that out because I I thought about all the times that people called me 
ridiculous or extra or too much or too loud or I, I, I remember all these moments in my life where I was just being me but people didn't get me and so they um, unintentionally rejected who I was in, in the core of my being and my ridiculousness is one of my favorite parts about me. It's why I'm a good storyteller. It's probably part of the reason that you're here listening to me talk. And I felt like my whole life, like I didn't know any other girls like me. I've told you this before. The sidekick, not the main babe. Like in the movies where there's like the bombshell blonde babe who's like the queen of all queens. I was not that girl. I've never been that girl. And so I always just felt like, okay, I, I'll be the sub-character in my own life story. And I'm like, no, not anymore, because it's 2019. And it doesn't matter if respiratory has has flown over momentarily, okay? It's going to be a new year. It's going to be a new time. So I wrote out um, Lost. I wrote out Lost Girls. And the reason that I wrote it out was because this was such a word for me that started 2019 or 2018 it started 2019 but in a different way I'll get to that in a second 2018 began with me lost and I I thought back while I was at Starbucks drinking the most amazing chocolatey goodness that wasn't uh, helping me reach my body goals but it was helping me reach my soul goals okay so we're not going to judge I, I was thinking about all these moments where I had met with women, working with women for seven years doing brands. And I I have this questionnaire that I send all of my clients and it's questions about who they are and who their ideal client is and their business. And it's, it's very extensive. And I've, I've spent a lot of time building it because in seven years of working with women, I've learned what you need to ask to get a woman to open her heart And so I put questions on this questionnaire to help me get a window into the soul of a person that I was needing to build a design for, needing to write write for. And so I wrote out all these questions and and then in my process of branding, I would I would get the questions and then I would sit down with my clients and on a Skype for about an hour or two hours and I would ask them even more questions. I always call it like my Dr. Phil Oprah moment because these women would start weeping and crying as I started sharing their stories. And, and I would ask them more questions about why they do what they do or what, what motivated them to, to work in a particular industry or to become an entrepreneur and all these things. And I would, I would get access to this beautiful gardens in women's hearts of like things that they've been through and stories and things they've seen and things they've experienced. And, and I, would, I, would, I would see the thorns and I would feel the thorns with them as they shared their stories of life and loss and love and all these amazing things. And, and then I would get to these questions. I would ask them very simply about who they are and, and what they're about, even, even about what they like to wear. And I found that I, I would get back a lot of I don't knows and a lot of I've never been asked that question before and I and it seems so simple to me it seems so simple to ask someone so beautiful and so wonderful and so amazing and so creative why are you doing what you're doing tell me about your heart tell me about what makes you excited to pick up a camera and photograph love tell me what makes you excited to plan somebody's wedding 
and they would sit there and they couldn't give me an answer. And I would find along the way in the last seven years, all these bridges that were not built between a woman's soul and her identity and her mind and her heart. And there were so many disconnects that she sometimes couldn't answer very simple questions about what her favorite color was. Or, and it reminded me of that moment in the movie um, Runaway Bride where Julia Roberts' character is constantly changing how she likes her eggs because she hadn't slowed down long enough to like figure out who she was that she was just eating her eggs the way that all of her men would eat them. And so the you know the main character Richard Gere is you know journalist and he's trying to figure out who is this woman and in his discovery of her he finds she doesn't even know who she is. And that's what I found. That's what I found in in myself at the beginning of 2018 and in all these women that I've worked with even though I helped women in in the process of branding which sounds crazy because I was just building websites and writing, writing for them. But it was such a personal process. I mean, I was taking color and connecting it to how they saw the world and, and their mission and vision about a company. But they, they had a hard time sometimes, not every single one of them, but sometimes they had a really hard time just even connecting themselves to how they like their eggs, in a sense. And so I'm sitting there with Andre and I write down Lost Girls. And I write it down because I resonated with that word because I had felt that way. And feeling lost so many times made me feel so sad and so alone. And and even though I knew parts about myself and I could tell you that I love to write and I could tell you I love certain things, I got to these moments after some years and some trying times and some rain, the rainy seasons, that I had been so drenched in rain for so long that how I liked my pizza or what kind of cookie that I liked to eat seemed so insignificant because I was drowning. And I was drowning in so many different things. And so it became really easy to lose myself. And so as I'm sitting there with Andre, I realized that I wanted to, to be a rescue boat in a way, for women that felt like they were drowning and drowning in hopelessness or drowning in insecurity or, or feeling lost, feeling like they're wandering, like they didn't, they didn't have a friend or they didn't have a map. I wanted to be a voice in the middle of women in a community of women who needed to find themselves again. And, and in working with women in my business and being a part of my sister's um, community of women who are being brave and fearless and dressing in ways they always wanted to but never felt they could and standing in front of a camera when they didn't felt feel worthy their beauty didn't, they didn't feel beautiful and, and worthy and I'll definitely have her on the podcast soon to talk about what she's doing because it's extraordinary but in that process I heard even more women's stories and this word keep coming up lost lost. Women lose themselves. They lose themselves when they become pregnant. They lose themselves when they give birth. They lose themselves in their careers or they lose themselves in feeling like all they do is housework. They lose themselves in their relationships with the wrong person or with the right person. They lose themselves in religious communities or in building somebody else's dreams instead of their own. And so I wrote that word down and I said, Andre, I was like, this word, it needs to stand for something because I don't want 
to build something that that anchors me to a word that I I I have been described as and I felt this way, but I don't want to be just lost. I'm so much more than I've been lost. And so we wrote out a bunch of different um, words that I resonated with and landed on the acronym of LOST. And, that, and it means the words that sat with me that made me feel like, yes, I am a lost girl. It was living offbeat significantly and tenaciously. And thus began a whole lot of scribbling and a whole lot of just pouring out my heart into six pieces of paper of writing out this, this dream of this community of, of women that were lost. They're women that were living offbeat significantly and tenaciously. And oh, by the way, they might be lost right now. Oh, by the way they might have felt lost before. And so I, I wanted to tell you this story about this community because this is how my year began. And I can definitely say that I wouldn't have gotten here without this podcast. And I don't know what this community is going to become, but I started it. And I want to invite anybody who's ever felt lost or felt quirky or playful or weird or too creative or too extra or too introverted or too extroverted or any of anyone that's ever felt uncool but really wanted to be cool like that's totally me I have always felt like the uncool person like I I just have never felt like the person who's had it all together or like was the pretty one never in my life have I ever felt that way and that's why when I got mistaken as a model in 2018 it made the bucket list item that I didn't even know was on there because I'm like, are you serious right now? Like I am five foot two and I have curves. Okay. Like I am not six foot one slender, magnificent being of light and love. I am a short, short, stout being of curvy pizza eatingness. Okay. Like that's who I am. So I started this community of women for entrepreneurs who fearlessly want to link arms with each other to encourage and inspire and motivate each other to live authentically offbeat. Because you, y'all know, and I have to say y'all because you guys is, that's such a mouthful. I didn't know Chip says you guys is, that's funny. My thing is like y'all, I don't even, I'm not even, I'm not even Southern. Like my family's from the Midwest. Like you can hear Wisconsin in my voice because that's where my mom is from. Okay. Like, but I'm going to say y'all. Y'all know. I don't even I don't even remember what I was talking about. <laughs> Y'all know that I oh authenticity. <laughs> Y'all know that this past year for me it's been about showing up real. Okay? That's what I'm about now because I did a lot of faking and a lot of performing and I got really tired. And I don't want to do that. And I definitely don't want other women to feel like they have to dress up or perform or be someone that they're not. When they don't need to be. So this is what this is about. And I'm telling you this because I want you to be involved. You can search the Lost Girl Society on Facebook and find the group. But this is for any babe who's ever felt alone. And like when I say that word, like I honestly like get it. 
I'm tearing up right now. Um, this word for me is the worst. I think because I have spent so much time alone and there's just been things in my life that I've processed alone and dealt with alone and went through alone. And alone is a really um, scary thing. Alone is a really sad, scary thing. And I don't want anybody to have that. So if I can be a part of a small way of, of extending a, a society, a community of women to other women that have felt alone, then that's what I want to do. Because I know what it's like to be discouraged. And I know what it's like to be wandering. And I know what it's like to be a lonely entrepreneur. And I know what it's like to be searching and to be hopeful. And I know what it's like to be inspired. I know what it's like to be excited. I know what it's like to wake up every day and be excited about what's going on. But I feel like the reality is, is that as much as I want to romanticize life, and trust me, I do, ask Andre, not everything is romantic and sexy and wonderful and amazing. Like there's hard times that we're going through. And so I started this society so that we can come together and unapologetically show up and stand out and be live significantly and be offbeat and be unmasked because we don't need to be doing this alone. And we can all join together with a mission of helping other women find themselves again. Whether we are already found and we are in our victory moment and our victory season and we come alongside someone else and say, girl, you need to write that book. Girl, you need to publish that book. Girl, you need to start that business. Girl, you need to quit that business. Girl, you need to quit that job. Girl, you need to quit that man. Okay? Because somebody out there, we don't date frogs. Okay? And if they're not treating you right, that's a whole nother podcast. So I want to officially invite you to come and join me in this um, mission to support and serve other babes. And I have no idea what, what will come of this. It's just like the podcast. But you know what? Let me just say, okay, when I asked if I should start this podcast to my Instagram story, there are people that said no. And I'm about to hit, I am almost at 1,000 listens. And I am like over the freaking moon about it because I'm having the best time and I'm so freaking thankful that you guys invite me into your homes and your life to share ridiculous stories. And I just feel so honored and grateful that I get to share with you guys stuff that I'm doing. Um, I, I feel like this is cool, but maybe it's one of those like, you know, Michael Scott moments where it's like, maybe, no, I know it's cool, but but I, I do feel like most of my life is a Michael Scott moment from the office. Um, I, I'm not happy that I relate to the ridiculousness of some of the things that he does. Um, I, I maybe I'm like a, I think I'm a Jim, a Jim Michael blend, the good parts of Michael, not the crazy, what are you doing parts. But anyway, I am so excited about 2019. I printed out even more things to fill out because as a kite, I am working on not flying so high so that I you know, can't breathe up there. So if this is, if you need a sign, if you need a sign to quit something, this is your sign. Again, I am so incredibly grateful that you guys are here on my podcast. I cannot wait to just keep sharing with you stuff about 2019. On a side note, um, I, I know last podcast, I talked to you guys about my book, my novel. It's coming along. I wrote out some dates. So I am hopefully going to be finishing the rewrite by February 28th. I'm like crossing my fingers and my toes because 
let me just tell you, the wrestling is real. The wrestling this story out is a real thing. Um, but I would love to have this book out and to you in your hands by May. That is like, this is like, oh, am I announcing something right now? Did I just announce something? I wasn't even planning on doing that, but you guys, you pull it out of me. So, all right, much love and happy quitting. I'll talk to you next podcast. Goodbye.